0: Last week was a, a week for the history books. The landmark decision being made to overturn Roe versus Wade. While <clears throat> well, I was thinking about all of that and there's a lot of history and there's a lot of baggage that is attached and connected to that issue. But I think for most of us as Bible-believing Christians, the main aspect of this is the sanctity of life. And I think as people celebrate this decision, I hope that it's being made clear that that's what we're celebrating. We're not celebrating the misfortune of others who may find themselves in a crisis situation. And uh, that does happen. But we're celebrating the protection of of human life, we're, we're celebrating a decision to hopefully bring us back to the place where we ought to be. The safest place on the planet should be the mother's womb. But unfortunately, it hasn't been. And so I just want to say a few comments. First of all, Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. These and other verses like these are what compel us to believe that life begins at conception and that in the womb is a living person, a living being. In Psalm 139, a beautiful, beautiful psalm, by the way, uh, the psalmist David uh, very well put this together. He covers a lot of things about the knowledge of God and and the omniscience of God. But he says something about himself here that is connected to these same thoughts. David says in verse 13, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. He said, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. So we understand that David even recognized that God gives life at conception and, and God sees life in the womb. And uh, what, what amazing truth. You know, God's word, we could go on and on. It's just, it's just amazing for the Lord to reveal that to us and to help us. You know, the Bible was ahead of science. And the reason for that is because God made life, and God knows how life works. So our knowledge of these things is just catching up with God. So the more we learn, the more we know to be true. And, and, and when that happens, the more we can verify the truth of Scripture. The case of Roe versus Wade happened a long time ago. 50 years, to be exact. Um, We know that Roe was not a real name. It was a pseudo-name. Jane Roe, as it were. And this was the name that was given to Norman McCorvey. There's a lot of history there. There's a lot that could be said. We're going to skip all that because we just want to look at the issue. I began to think, that's a long time for a nation to sanction abortion. I wonder how many Abortions have been conducted in that amount of time. Well, well good luck come trying to come up with that figure. Because everybody reports different numbers, and they make it so confusing, it's, it's very hard to report a number with any kind of authority, because they keep it obscured. But let me just say this, it's a lot, bunches upon bunches. So I looked at this chart, there's two different institutes that mainly keep up with those numbers. And of course, they don't report the same numbers. It's the CDC and then the, the Guttmacher Institute, if I'm saying their name correctly. Both of them report different numbers every year going back all the way to 1973. So I couldn't, I couldn't really in a short time try to get a projected estimate on how many have been conducted. But they did create a graph showing points on the graph of both institutes' numbers. And so what I did was I saw that the lowest number on the graph in any given year was 615,000. That's a lot of abortions. So I said, well, if we took an even lower number, if we just said there were 500,000 abortions performed every year, how many is that? Well, if you do the math, that's a lot something like 24 million. It comes out to 1,369 per day. And again, keep in mind, this is a very low number. It's well under what they even report. Reality is probably higher than what they're reporting because not everybody turns in their numbers. So these are very low numbers. The lowest numbers here were taken from that 500,000 figure, 1,369 a day. You know, and that's, it just shouldn't happen. That's way too many. I began to think about this whole thing because it's being presented, I think, in a deceptive manner. And I just want to give a a few thoughts on abortion. It's a tragedy that that many lives are lost. Let Let me just say that coming from a biblical perspective where we believe life begins at conception, we just see abortion as a tragedy that shouldn't have to happen. And in that light, here's a few thoughts. Number one, abortion is not a right. The case of Roe versus Wade came about over the right to privacy. And we should have a right to privacy in our medical records and diagnoses and all of those things. I agree with that. But a right to privacy does not equal the right to end someone's life. Abortion is not a right in that sense. Number two, abortion is not contraception. Sadly, it has become that since the Roe v.ersus Wade decision. Abortion is not health care unless there is a physical condition that puts the mother's life at risk. Abortion is not a convenience. Yet sadly, it has been used to be that in so many cases. The fact is this morning, no one would argue with a woman who wanted to have an abortion due to rape or incest or some unfortunate situation that caused her health to be at risk. But that is not why most abortions occur. A higher percentage of abortions occur for reasons that no one wants to talk about. And I know this to be a fact, because when I used to teach in Christian school, I had one of our classes call local abortion clinics and ask. And we ask, what are the top reasons people give for having an abortion? You would not believe the answers that were given. Things like, well, this pregnancy is not... Convenient to my career. Reasons like, well, they wanted the opposite gender, and so they're going to abort this one. It's sad. When the majority of abortions are taking place for those reasons, I have to say, this is not health care. It is irresponsibility. More children have been killed by abortion than any mass shooting So why not ban that? It just doesn't make sense that we we not pay attention to the issue with the severity that's really present. And that is why people everywhere are rejoicing over the victory of this Roe versus Wade decision being overturned. Because it is a decision that, that puts us, it postures us back now to respect and honor the sanctity of life and protect those that are innocent and cannot protect themselves. A terrible wrong has been made right, as one woman said, in our country. But all of this means that the church has now a greater opportunity to show the love of Christ and reach those would-be aborted children. Hey, you know what? We need to just step up and be ready to love on some babies. Amen. We need to be ready to reach out to some families. To minister to some people. There's going to need to be some people step up and adopt. There's going to need to be people who step up and, and give foster care. There's going to be need for people to, to give uh, for, just for aid. So that families can, can afford to function. So that people, so that moms have formula and diapers and all of that. Because the truth is, no matter the circumstances of this pregnancy, none of that is the child's fault. And it's our opportunity as Christians to step in and be a witness and show the love of Christ and care in our community and around the world. And I hope the church will step up and do that as we see these days unfolding and those opportunities present themselves if those 1,369, which is a low figure if if that many babies will now be born that would not have been born then that's a lot of opportunities to care that's a lot of opportunities to to help to step in amen and so hey let's step it up let's wake up let's look around and uh you know i'm i'm wondering how many of those how many of those would be preachers missionaries? How many of those would be great statesmen, politicians? Hey, one of those might be our next future president, right? And so let's keep that in mind as we serve the Lord and serve others. Well, God bless you. I don't know how you, uh, what thoughts you came to or your conclusions, but I felt that I wanted to give an address. I believe our church uh, position should be one that respects life, and we should be happy when decision is made that reinforces that belief and from the word of god we get the belief that life begins at conception and we we reverence and we respect the sanctity of life and we celebrate that and i hope we can do that with joy as we think about these decisions people are going to raise tough questions about all this there are good people on both sides of the issue right but if you're on the opposite side of life you're on the wrong side i have to say regardless of how sincere you may be. Uh, But let's love them too, right? Let's love them too. There's some confusing things that are conflicting here, and it's sometimes hard for people to find their way. Uh, So let's love them. Let's pray for them. But let's take our stand and let's step up to the opportunities that will be presented uh, that God will give us in the future to make a difference in our community. Amen? Let me ask our ushers to come now for our offering. We'll receive that as we give. And let me say this, by the way. I don't know if anyone here has ever experienced an abortion, but I want you to know our love and prayers are available to you. And we're, we are, we're in no way condemning those that have experienced that. We extend compassion and prayer and love and support. And, uh, you know, I think, I think before we had some of the scientific technology we had in healthcare, I think I think many back in those early years... Of the 1970s and maybe 80s, I think a lot of them believed what was being said, that it wasn't really a life and all of these kind of things, and uh, that's tragic. But we're there to help them, and if you know somebody like that, let's help them forward, right? And let's encourage them onward, and uh, let's be compassionate toward those who've experienced this tragedy because they do carry those wounds on. And uh, we, need to, we need to just know and love and support as much as we can. Amen? All right. God bless you so much. Let's pray as we receive our offering. Brother Chico, would you lead us in our prayer, please?